0: It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. I was trying to look at real quick, like, fun facts on here, but it's all stuff that I knew without having to, like, look up. So, that's a shame because I thought I was... Is the IMDb trivia? Yeah, you looked at it already? No. Oh, it's all pretty much stuff like uh, Neil Patrick Harris's fake husband in the movie is his real husband that's in real his life. real husband yeah uh and like the joke about cal Penn working at the white house he actually worked for the obama administration what did he do he was a scriptwriter. really or i'm sorry a speechwriter. Speech or something oh like that. he worked for his campaign hey that's cool i don't know exactly what he did but he quit i believe he quit the campaign to do the second harold and kumar okay so at this point, because the first Harold and Kumar is when he started getting some recognition. I don't really recognize no way, it from bro. much else. Uh Van Wilder. Oh, he was in Van Wilder. He's Van Wilder's like protege. That's right, dude. I completely forgot. And then they had a sequel to Van Wilder. About him. The rise of Taj. The Rise of Taj. And that was Cal Penn. Yeah. Cal- Calpan was also in How I Met Your Mother. He was with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of Robin Shrabotsky's potential mates, right? Yeah. No, she dated she dated Cal for uh, a whole season. Yeah, he was a um, recurring character for a while. Yeah. No, he, he was literally in for a whole season. Um, Neil Patrick Harris credits H- Harold and Kumar with his uh, resurgence. Like he he believes that mm-hmm. if he didn't do that first movie, he wouldn't have gotten the role in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, because prior to that, he was just or a, solidified that role. Just a child star. Right, Doogie Howser, bro. Doogie Howser. Um, we're just not wasting any time. No, straight into the movie. That's... Why don't we? Why don't we take a breath? <sighs> happy Christmas Eve, dude. Happy, happy Christmas Eve. Do you um, hear those sleigh bells a ringing? And uh, pitter-pattering on the roof above us. And the jingle bells a jingling. You know, let's take it down for a second. Let's let's bring it back to Christmas. To To what we're here for. This beautiful holiday. What'd you ask Santa for this year? You know, I asked him for uh, a vaccine that won't give me a third dick. That's weird, because I asked him for a vaccine that would give me a third dick. Wow. Well, we'll see if it balances out, and we're just meeting in the middle with two dicks. I do think it's interesting in Christmas films when, like, you see Santa's workshop, and they're not making real toys. They're just making, like, um, teddy bear and, like, wooden train. Yeah, it's they're, like, they're making toys that would have made... At mass a, production. A, these toys only would have made kids from like the 30s Like depression era kids happy. Yeah, let me just stuff cotton in this bear. Let me give you this bike that might last a day or a two. tricycle. It's never a bike. It's actually like a tricycle. Uh, yeah, a baseball bat. When really they should be like designing video games. Yeah. So is Santa allowed to sell like um, intellectual property? Like I if don't... a kid asks for the new Call of Duty, are his elves... Like programming a Call of Duty? Does he have some sort of affiliation with Treyarch and Infinity War? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, or let's say like anything with Apple. Is he? Does he have like a contract with Apple for all the iPhones? I, th- I think they both use the same workers. Hmm. Yeah. You think Santa Claus himself uses an iPhone? You think he's a, a blue bubble guy or a green bubble guy? Ooh. And really, the, the answer is Santa, Santa's this, a blue bubble guy. You think so? Santa's got the money. If he was a green bubble guy, ooh. Ugh. Easter Bunny's a Stay green bubble. Me. Easter Bunny's green bubble. Green bubble for sure. Yeah, I feel like the Easter Bunny uses everything bootleg. And I know people are thinking, "Did these guys have a stroke? What are they talking about?" But no, we did not. No, th- I've never felt more sober. I've never felt more clear-minded. You feel really sober right now. Um, you know, in comparison to other nights, yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's uh. my life story. Um, but without further ado, yes, I welcome Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's take it, okay. take it back. I'll do one welcome, you do the next one, and we'll do the third one together. Are you ready for this? Welcome. 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 My name is Alejandro. And my name is Christian. And we are the host of ICBTb Podcast. Also known as It It Can't Can't Be Be That That Bad Bad Podcast. Baddies. Baddies. Gather around the fire. Light that log. Toast your tiny marshmallows. Cheers your apple cider. Yes, and, you know, get crunkety-crunk if that's how you do it during this quarantine holiday. God knows that's how I do it. You know that you're having a good holiday because Aunt Sally, that bitch, she's not here because she's quarantining up. God bless her soul. Right? God bless Aunt Sally. Little Timmy ain't screaming in your ear. Nope. Because little Timmy is quarantining himself. At home. God bless his soul. God bless us, everyone. Yes. Now, your favorite Christmas dish, Alejandro. What is it? Uh, probably a a Christmas ham. We usually have ham on Christmas dinner. A good ham. A A nice, a nice orange glazed ham. Do Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, foods? Does that kind of bleed into what Christmas foods are? Do they share similarities? Uh, I think so. I think a lot of people have turkey on Christmas, but traditionally, you would have a Christmas goose. Goose, do people eat geese? Yeah, goose is a pretty popular poultry, um, but uh, it's gone out of fashion in the last couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. But um, a Christmas goose and a Thanksgiving turkey was generally the tradition. How about a Peking duck for, for them Asian Christmases out there? You get Peking duck all throughout the year, bro. That's right. Because Peking is a type of duck, not a way of cooking. Hey, you could eat whatever you want. Any type of duck, I don't judge. Um, You know... Maybe don't eat mallards. Mallards are really pretty. Yeah, don't eat pretty animals. Ugly animals only. I'm okay with that. Yeah, only eat ugly animals. Yeah, I'm anti-ugly animals. Unless they're like pugs where they're so ugly they're cute. But would pugs be the tastiest of the dogs? I don't know. What's What's the fat content to the... To the muscle content. Do we want like a a leaner animal when we eat or do we want something mm. like, are we going to want like to feast on this like it's a, as if it's a pork belly? I don't want to progress this any further because now I'm thinking about what kind of dog would melt in my mouth faster. Yep. And that's something that my generation of folks have been thinking about forever and ever. Your generation of folks? Yes. my gen. Yeah, that makes no sense. Never mind. My folks of their generation, as in my parents and their parents' parents, <laughs> Filipinos just have the stigma of that as if we're dog eaters. However, I thought that was a Chinese thing. Like, eh, don't, didn't it's an Asian they, thing. Didn't they have a dog eating festival in China? Yes, for sure. That's a thing. But they're like stray dogs. It's not like they're stealing dogs out of your backyard. Yeah, they're that. They're they're not doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. during the holidays. Well, it's the holiday season. It this time of year, and then whoop de doo and la de doo, something something is the Christmas song. Yes. Uh, sprinkles in hot chocolate with tiny marshmallows you know for an incredible improver and an incredible singer you can't do them both at the same time you know it depends if i'm really trying it looked like you were really trying yeah uh 60 75 you want me to go 75 no my um we watched a movie called <laughs> uh, a very, very harold and, and kumar, kumar 3d, 3D christmas. christmas uh and, and to be 100 percent honest guys To thoroughly enjoy this film, you should get as high as you possibly can. Get all of the marijuana that exists in your homeland or town, wherever the fuck you are. Uh, You know, uh, 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 huff glue if you have to. Smoke it up. Sniff a sharpie if you gotta. Don't do anything too hard. We're not asking you to, to, to rail some cocaine, but we're asking you to like, um, maybe take an extra puff of the inhaler. Maybe use that extra hand sanitizer that you got on your hand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you just squirted too much and they just sniff it. It's always a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you are like on Ritalin, maybe instead of taking it as a pill, crush it up and snort it. Um, You just got to get fucked up uh, for this movie uh, because even in the first two minutes, they're getting high yeah and also it's a 3d movie that you're most likely not, not gonna, gonna watch see in 3d exactly but still uh still enjoyable still because i can't exactly tell what parts were gonna be in 3d yeah, yeah it's very shoehorned in and i'm not complaining honestly if any franchise that's a comedy makes it to the third movie and they don't make the third movie in 3d you're missing you're missing out on an incredible joke i'm upset that the return of the jedi was not in 3D. Uh, me too. Um, We watched a movie called The Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Uh, it is rated R. Mazel tov. It was released in year <laughs> not, fitting, not fitting for a Christmas <laughs> nope, movie. We're going past it. We're, we're doing a, it. Uh, it has a runtime of one hour and... This cannot be right. One hour and 48 minutes. Oh, is that the extended cut that we're looking at? I, I thought it had an hour and like... 28 minutes. I thought it was closer to. I think it was an hour 29 is what I saw when I had this, when I watched this on Prime. Well, don't trust these fuckers on Google. Google, get your numbers, come correct, or else don't come at all. Honestly, if I had a nickel every time I heard that, (laughs) Uh, it has a rating of 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 68% on The Rotten Tomatoes, and a 61% on Metacritic. But Mr. Baltazar. Hello. Google has its own rating system, and in fact, they rate it on a thumbs-up, thumbs-down scale. So I'm aware. What percentage of Google users approve of this film? 90%. Uh, You're really, you're close. 89? 85. 85, okay. 85%. Higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, usually comedies on their third run aren't getting this high of a rating. Definitely, and like how wacky, especially like how stupid this movie knows what it is right from the get. It wastes no time with showing us how bonkers it is. Oh, Patton Oswalt does Hannah is. Yeah, every time I see ridiculous. This, every time we've seen a movie for this month, I've found my new favorite Santa Claus. Like first really, it was, first it was Jim Belushi, then it was Mel Gibson, then it was yeah, I guess technically Paul Giamatti, and then it, now it's. Now it's Patton Oswald. These are all different flavors of different Santas. Not even closely, closely related Santa Claus. They should start a Santa gang. Like a Citadel of Santa Clauses. Yeah, dude. Um, Synapses coming at you. Right at you. Six years after their last adventure, stoner pals Harold and Kumar have grown apart and found new friends. As each is busy making the holiday preparations, a mysterious package mistakenly arrives on Kumar's doorstep. Unfortunately, Kumar's attempt to redirect the package to Harold goes up in smoke. Along with a prized Christmas tree belonging to Harold's father-in-law, the pair's journey across New York City to find a replacement tree threatens to blow Christmas Eve sky high. For such a short movie, that's a long synopsis. Oh, I'm out of breath. I do want to say what I enjoyed about this film is there's a solid 20, 30 minutes where Harold and Kumar are not interacting with each other. Yes. And that's very reminiscent to me of um, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, which is like, I think their second or third movie. Oh, I remember that, that cover. They're coming right out. Their heads are coming out of a joint. And Cheech and Chong are like, they, they have like two scenes together in the beginning, and the, the whole rest of the movie, they're not together. Cheech wow. is like getting ready for a date and kicks Cong, Chong out of the house. So Chong's just like fucking around with Cheech's cousin, who is Cheech Marin pretending to be somebody else. But like, Cheech is in the house like doing his own shit for the whole movie, Cheech and Chong aren't even together with each other. This and is think, basically the reverse of it. And I think this is one of the funniest jokes of like you're here to see Cheech and Chong film, they're actually never hanging out in this movie. Yeah. You're here to see Harold and Kumar. Sorry, you gotta survive 20 you minutes. Gotta, yeah, I gotta go through 20 minutes of Harold with, or Kumar with, uh, what's that guy's name? Amir. Adrian. Amir's yeah, the actor's Amir's name? Amir's the actor's name, but I remember him from like the funnier Die. He's we'll hilarious. It. Um, it had a budget of 10 million dollars. And I would venture to say 9.99 million of it went to um, special effects. Oh, for this 3D movie? (laughs) Yes. Uh, But... Would you like to guess how much it made in its recoup? I accidentally saw it. Let's see how good my memory is from a few hours ago. Because Thirty-six million, some shit like that. Yes. Do you want to? You want to get even closer to the pin? Oh, with going uh, adding a decimal yeah. in there. Thirty-six point four. Thirty-six point two. Ah. Very good. Though. Well done. Well done. What? Putangina. What does that mean? That's it's uh, <laughs> it's a bad Tagalog word. you want me to tell you what it means? Yes. Okay, can you guess it with your Spanish brand? Pre- put on your Spanish cap. Oh, no, but that one isn't Spanish. Putang Ina. Well, it's just kind of like uh, it has that Spanish influence on it. Pussy and bitch? Pussy kind bitch? Of, pu- ina. Well, Ina means mom in t- Tagalog, but putang putang. Fuck your mother? Basically, yeah. Or putang inamos, yeah. your mother's a bitch. Oh, interesting. I don't know the ag- exact translation, but that's what that is. It's like chinga tu madre is like... Uh... I've heard people say that a lot. Yeah, fuck your mother. Yeah, and I'm scared to say it. Yeah, don't. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, let's jump into it. Like we said, the first two minutes... Kumar's getting high with Patton Oswald Santa Claus. Because Patton Oswald Santa Claus is also a dealer. He's like the funniest weed because all his weed is Christmas themed. And even Kumar's like, you don't have anything that's not Christmas themed? And he's like, yeah, man, what do you want? You know what you're getting here. It's the holidays. Come on. <laughs> you know what you're getting here. Such a crazy. And like, Kumar comes. So Patton Oswald is a mall Santa. And in front of all these children, Kumar comes high, looking shaggy and dirty as hell. Sits on his lap and says, wait your turn. Don't worry, you'll be able to sit on Santa's crotch or some shit so you like get that. To, you can rub your ass on Santa's dick later, kid. It's so dirty. In front Did of all these children. You see Santa's photographer? No, who is Santa's photographer? I don't know what her name is, but she is gorgeous. Oh, she was a bad. She's just Santa's little helper if I've ever seen Ooh, one. Ooh, a better Santa's little helper than, um, what's her name from Elizabeth Fred Claus? Banks. Elizabeth I, I Banks. I think so. Ooh, okay, that's a um, tall order then. That's a tall order. Um, Harold and you've watched the other two mm-hmm and i was not actually a fan of escape from guantanamo bay i that's the one i remember the least uh me as well i actually think this one might be a little better really the it's, third beating it, the second movie. it's funny it's fun it's a christmas film i like, believe it was rated higher critically too i think the other one did not do as well guantanamo bay what i remember from guantanamo it, bay no are like NPH. There is NPH in Guantanamo Bay. Really? Yeah. That's why there was like a a flashback in this third movie of Neil Patrick Harris leaving a brothel and getting shot. That's from the first one. Really? That's from the first movie. I could have sworn that was from the second movie. The brothel scene's from the first movie. I am tripping. I thought NPH was in all of them. He might be. But I don't remember him in the second. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a good thing we have a podcast where people listen to us as if we know what we're talking about, and they could replay this and fact check us later. And we act like we have so many facts. All we have are two microphones. Literally, that's why we're doing this podcast. Why we're here. We have the technology to fucking scream in your ears and think that we're right. You're welcome, baddies. Yes, um, a lot of heavy hitters in this film. Yes. Uh, we already mentioned Patton Oswalt, but of course, Cal Penn playing Kumar, John Cho playing Harold. Yep. NPH, Neil Patrick Harris is playing Neil Patrick Harris. A very exaggerated, different version of himself. But in this film, we also have Tom Lennon. Yes. Who's playing Harold's new friend. We also have Patton Oswalt. We also have Amir Blumenfield. Blum, Blumenfield. As Adrian. Uh, we also have David Krumholtz. We also have Eddie Thomas. We also have Bobby Lee. Mm-hmm. We also have David Bruck. Who is NPH's husband? We got, we got him, we got him all. You know, Bobby Lee's character is a, a re, he was a re, character in the first one. I am remembering Bobby Lee's character. <laughs> so, now. in the first movie, they go to uh, a college. That's right, and because Bobby they're Lee's in college, one, yeah, because they're I think that's they're what both it, yeah. I think uh, Kumar's I th- getting kicked out, and Harold's trying to. Graduate. That's what it is, and so uh, it's the same college where those two hot uh, foreign girls play battle shits but there's like a uh, I forgot about Bobby that. Lee's one of the Asian uh, students that's there. And uh, he comes back, and his role in this movie... Incredible. Incredible. There for maybe a maximum of three minutes, cumulatively. I love... Honestly, it's the side characters. I like Harold and Kumar, but I think original Harold and Kumar is a better showing of them. Yeah. This one is fun because it's almost like, look at how wacky their friends are. Look at what they can make the other people do yeah. in wackiness. And like, um, I, I liked bobby lee's the bobby lee's like um egg death yes because if um, i can call it that that's what it is i mean because bobby lee is the direct assistant working under john cho under harold and harold works on wall street <laughs> very successful man and the protesters are protesting they're like wall street to suck their signs are like greed is not good yeah they're protesting they're literally protesting the shia labeouf wall street 2 movie yep, yep the one that came out years later after the first one <laughs> And so once they come out, Bobby Lee's trying to protect his boss, John Cho, and literally takes maybe hundred eggs. Is it a hundred or something like eggs. that? So many, and one of the you see the egg splatter in three D. I was just gonna say the egg throwing is all an excuse. Just that, do you remember in two thousand nine to two thousand twelve when like any movie that was three D went out of its way to like whoa? Yeah, I remember one of the first three D movies to come out in theaters and had like a popular, a very. Uh, successful big run big release was my bloody valentine in three D interesting I don't yeah. remember that one I remember Superman Returns was it in three D was in theaters in three D and I saw it in IMAX 3D and there was only three scenes that were in three D oh wow yeah it wasn't even the whole movie so it would be like put your glasses on now so you put your glasses on and then he's like running through cornfields and like the corn's flying at you uh-huh. or, and then you like take them off and then like uh, I I remember that and then the next year we went to go see Polar Express and the whole movie was in 3D um, and slowly but surely it became like you know Polar Express I have a bad association with Polar Express because it reminds me of one Christmas where you all went to see it in theaters and everyone left crying I wish it was that good oh, but we did that worse. with Marley and me oh really Oh, I've done that before at home and anywhere else I've watched it. But What happened to Polar Express? Um, one Christmas, my mom got me Polar Express on DVD with the toy train. And this is when I wanted like action figures. And I, I was so upset and I cried. No one, no kid wants that. No kid wants a DVD <laughs> for Christmas. But it came with a train. It came, yeah, what am I? Once again, what am I, a kid from the 1930s that wants a teddy bear and like a <laughs> tricycle? What am I gonna do with the toy train? I'm gonna get bored with that shit within a seconds. We forgot the, we buried the lead. The biggest, biggest actor to be in this film. Who's the biggest actor? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. The owner of a taqueria or like a taco place in uh, a southern, chain, a chain, a chain in Southern California. We man also owns a chain of taco trucks. So hey man, know. celebrities are doing it. They're trying to make foods. They're completely unrelated. But do you know, we man and my cousin Jeff were best friends in middle school. There, you're blowing my mind. What's up? Your cousin Jeff sounds like a different version of Neil Patrick Harris. Um, Also, my cousin Jeff was on the set of Starship Troopers with Neil Patrick Harris. Your cousin Jeff is Superman to me. He's honestly got some of the best stories, and uh, yeah, I steal a lot of them and make them my own. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, uh, he that's what comedians know. do. That's what comedians do. We steal jokes. Hi, I'm Carlos Mencia. Hi, I'm Bill Cosby. And <laughs> I'd much rather be Carlos Mencia than Bill Cosby. Carlos Mencia stole from Bill Cosby though. But, and also Joe Rogan. That's why that's how he got caught. And also Bobby Lee opened for Carlos Mencia a bunch and wouldn't have his com- comedic career if it wasn't for Carlos Mencia. You know, Mind of Mencia was a funny show. It was. Mind it of Mencia was very funny, but, uh, you know, he's actually German. Oh, he's a. He's uh, not even Mexican. I don't even think that's his real name, Carlos Mencia. No, his name is. No, it's not. Something completely different so that he sounds more ethnic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyways, but back to the movie. Um, I, One more thing about Carlos Mencia. Isn't it weird <laughs> how, like, there was a time when Carlos Mencia and, and Dane Cook were, like, the tent poles of comedy? Yeah. And like, and and despite what they are now, there was a time in the early 2000s where like Carlos Mencia, Dane Cook and Frank Caliendo could do no wrong. They were, Frank Caliendo was the alpha male in Mad TV. He was able to do all impressions. Any and all impressions. Dane Cook literally became a star overnight. And figured out how to use social media. Was the first comedian to sell out Madison Square Garden? Yes. Wow, and now he has a bad rap. Other comedians hate him because he technically doesn't really tell jokes. He just says things very funny. Well, upon revisiting his stand-up, I, I, I have to agree that he's not actually doing setups and punchlines. Um, but, uh, you know, Henry Ford used Dodge engines in his first couple of cars. So. Hey, man, whatever gets you gets you the money. And now, Good luck. Chuck is hilarious. Employee of the Month is hilarious. Yes, I'm fans of both of those. Uh, the way Dane Cook acted in the Fast Times at Ridgemont High table read. Uh-huh. He's hey, a good actor. For him to have hosted that thing, good for him. Still relevant to uh, Good for Dane some Cook. Extent. Good Dane for Cook him. fans over here. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't dislike him. I like him. I've actually never disliked him. I just do think he doesn't tell jokes. Yeah. But, you know, I'd watch him in a movie. I think he plays like a funny lead. I think fans are allowed to critique. They're just not allowed to be assholes. Yeah. That's why we critique and review movies just as long as we're not assholes. Specifically, Harold and Kumar. 3D Christmas. Thank you very much. Um... So unfortunately, Harold and Kumar like aren't friends anymore. And I mentioned this to you before we started recording. I have a feeling eventually in our lifetimes, you're going to turn into this version of Harold. Now I'm going to be Kumar. I don't. That's. I think you're gonna get married and have a house and move on to be an adult, and then you're gonna have like adult wine parties, and you're not gonna invite me because you're gonna think like I'm part of your old life. You're gonna think I'm part of your immature life, and I know that there's gonna be parties you're gonna invite all your fancy work friends to, and not me. And when I find out about that, I'm gonna go to that party and kill all your fucking friends. Well, what's your weapon of choice? I'm gonna use my fucking fists. That's fucking awesome. Okay, that's kind of cool. I think I'd be your friend after that. I'd be like, okay, you have to be. You've proven your friendship. Also. Don't kill me. You'd be like, you passed the test. This is what I... These are hired actors that are all dead. You dip your hand in the blood and just like Simba me over the face and like, you passed. We're friends again. Want to start a podcast? Mm. Uh, anyways, um, you don't think so? No, dude, because like... You don't I- think you would have like your acapella friends over without me? What? No, that's fine. I would invite... If you really wanted to... But also... Do you really want to talk about acapella to my acapella no, friends? No. No. We'd I'd no, have no. You don't invite me around them anymore because you know I make fun of them. Yeah, don't make fun of my acapella friends or my acapella groups. I make fun of everybody. We're cool people. Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, so you're like the comedian that's like, I'm not racist because I'm making jokes about all races. His name's Don Rickles, and yes, that's okay. exactly who I am. Okay. Okay. I'm the modern day Don Rickles. Okay. Wow, that was huge. I'm. If anybody took offense to that, I don't mean to offend Don Rickles, but uh, I wish. I wish I was our modern day Don Rickles. You know, you could be... I think, strive I to think be... actually Ari Shafir is our generation's Don Rickles. Oh yeah, he's the inflammatory comedian. He just right loves now. to piss people off. Yeah, he does. That's his that's his whole career. That's what it's based off of. Like Neil Patrick Harris pretending to be gay in this film. Um I love that. Probably I think it's such a funny bit. Some like probably my favorite ten minutes of the film is that. I believe when the first one came out, nobody knew he was gay yet. Mm-mm. Because you remember no you knew. remember how it came out? was uh Perez Hilton yes that's right dropped it on like e and because it was supposed to be he wanted to keep it well it wasn't anybody's business yeah and so I love that they doubled down on this joke they doubled down so hard that if he was actually a straight man, it would be offensive. They had his real husband there and they did like this whole like, oh yeah, I love him. And then they like kiss and then they close the door and like, oh, I told you no tongue. I told you no tongue. And then uh, so you told me to take, make it real. Mm-hmm. And his husband's like, I'll keep this charade up as long as I see money keep going into my bank account. Put more money in my bank account. That's what it was. And Neil Patrick Harris in this movie is pretending to be gay so that he could use it as a tool to sleep with women. And he's yep. on one of the backup dancers because what is he? He's throwing like a, a like a like musical, a, like a rockets Christmas musical. Starring him, he's the star of the show. He of has a bunch of backup dancers. I would give Neil Patrick Harris the lead in any musical. I would give him all of the money to watch that musical. Take take my money. I do want to see that Christmas special though. Yes, that looks yeah. fun. But he uh, is so such a terrible person in this movie but so funny he gives that girl a massage so this backup dancer comes to the green room because he wants to give her one-on-one uh, performing tips and he says obviously the most cliche line you you just look tense let's loosen you up okay so take off your sweater because I gotta give you a massage and he says in about 60 seconds or in a few about 30 seconds you're gonna feel some lotion on your back disgusting disgusting but neil patrick harris could get away with it because it's it's him dude he's like he's so good and then like uh harold and kumar are hiding in the dressing room mm-hmm. and the girl runs off and then like they're hiding behind one of those like um, chinese like lingerie shades yeah yeah the thing that you hide uh change behind when you're putting on lingerie yeah and then it like falls down and neil patrick harris like knows they're there and they're like do you like the show boys and they're like what how did you know we're here and like i'm neil patrick harris harold kumar have a seat guys I, uh, I've i been to the Magic Castle, and nice. I drank the Neil Patrick Harris drink that they have there named after him. It's a old-fashioned made with wild turkey with only one ice cube, and boy, is it brutal because wild turkey is a strong whiskey. Mm. Would you hi- highly recommend? I would, but ask them for a couple more ice cubes. Oh, it's still kind of lukewarm even with that ice cube? It was just like, just one wasn't enough. I even went back to the bartender and was like, hey, man, can I get another couple ice cubes in this? And he was like, did you get the NPH? And I was like, yeah. And he's like... Yeah, no worries. Your throat's out like, because everybody it's knows from the whiskey. Yeah, dude, everybody, everybody has to get it because it's yeah. It's a legendary, a legendary drink named after a legendary man. But if that's what NPH is drinking, I'll that, drink it. That dude. man can hold it. If he were to come out with an actual like alcohol, like how Ryan Reynolds has his own gin, I would drink it. Um, yeah, but Ryan Reynolds didn't make that gin. He just bought Uh-oh. into it. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fake, fake as fuck. No, that's called branding. Branding. Branding's good. <laughs> you see how easy I'm swayed? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. Um, I want to say that this movie doesn't didn't really pick up for me up until they actually came together. I agree. It was a little slow in the beginning. Yeah. Um, my favorite line does come when they finally meet up, when Kumar goes to give the package to Harold and he's like hey do you want to come in for a drink and they open the package and it's a giant joint that like flies out the window and lands in the tree it boomerangs lights the whole tree on fire classic but my favorite part in that whole thing is when he grabs the throw pillows yeah and Harold's like not the throw pillows and then he runs away and the first thing kumar does is just throw the throw pillows into the fire and he goes I did it anyway I did it anyway yeah that's you that's that definitely is, you that is my favorite line of like don't tell me what to do and then he's like I did it anyways. That is <laughs> such a child. My absolute favorite line in the whole film is is just, especially the way too, when he like throws him in and just like, I did it anyways. Like a kid, a, a legitimate kid. What is, okay, so he. What is their age? They're like in their forties. Are they in this movie? No, they make a mention about how they're in their early thirties, but yeah. I believe they're uh, quite. As actors, it. I think they're closer to their forties during this time. But um, Harold is very proud of his household he even talks about sconces i don't yes. even know what a sconce is i don't think i'm at that yep, level sconce. yet i'll show you the sconces in your house can you just describe it to me right here on this audio medium no i'll show them to you okay why are you threatening me why you sound so why are you scaring me <laughs> this is how i uh overcorrect when i don't know what it is either <laughs> oh that's what it is you don't know what a sconce is <laughs> you know i think it's the no that's a banister never mind i think it's a no, that's a, a scone. A scone? Were you going to say it's a, like a pastry? <laughs> that's what a, the word reminds me I of. I think a sconce is a lighting fixture. Is it? Ah, uh, you know, fuck us, right? We don't know, but that's um, okay. But good for Harold for building his house up to the way he wants it and, you know, wants to Im- improve the life of him and his wife and impress mm-hmm. his family. Uh, his wife's family, that is. Yes. Um, his- I was telling you, his wife's family is Mexican. Yeah. Danny Trejo's the dad and the brother is like, Oh, he made parole. He's like, Yeah, not exactly. Uh huh. Um I was saying though at the beginning when we before we recorded was if this was a real Mexican family, um, every single one of them would be calling Harold Genito. Like, that's just how Mexican families are. Even if you look a little bit Asian, you're Chinito. I'm Chinito in my family. Like, Can I be Chinito? Uh, not compared to me, though, because like oh. if my family put us next to each other, I would still be the Chinito one. Is there, like, a nickname that your family would probably give me if they didn't know my name? Gordo. Gordo? I'm not even Gordo anymore. You're Gordo enough. I'm Gordo enough. That's the thing. Enough. It's like nicknames don't... Nicknames aren't... You know what I mean? Like... It, like I said, Genito in some families, like, if you don't have real agents in your family, like, you could just be on a hot day and squinting, and then all of a sudden now your nickname is Genito for the rest of your life. You just be looking just, at the sun. You're just always Genito now, or, or you're always fucking Paco, you know what I mean? My like, Spanish teacher said I looked like a dinosaur and kept on calling me Dinosaurio for the two years that I had him. Was that Mr. Lopez? Mr. Lopez. I only out. know Mr. Lopez because he would sell Pop-Tarts to us. Yeah, what a crazy side hustle that He the would, like, open his drawer and have, like, candy and shit. And he's like, don't tell. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> um... Christian, take it away. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, after that, the movie does pick up. Another one of my favorite scenes is where they go to the Christmas tree. The Christmas just trying to bring up the Christmas tree lot. The that lot. The, the- two the two black guys who are running it. Mm-hmm. And like one pretends to be hard as shit, and the and other then one's. Like, I'm sorry, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then like, hey, can can I be the hard one now? And then, and then, he's then really they like, swap. Hey, motherfucker! He's like too hard, too hard. He's. He's acting so hard that as he's screaming at Harold and uh Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon that his grill comes out. His grill comes out, falls to the ground. And then the other black guy was like, "Damn, dude. I got to put that in my mouth. I got to put that in my mouth RZA. tomorrow." RZA. That's who That's he was RZA. really? Yeah. Fucking wild. You know what, you know where RZA's from? Um what's the what's the movie? What's the fucking movie? I was thinking more of his rap group. Oh. Wu Tang? Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Dude, our Goo Gang Band? <laughs> go, go, I didn't realize you were such a rap pop uh, master. Tom Lennon's lines? He plays the best dad. The best dad. Did you ever see him in 17 again? I've seen 17 again. Was I can't Efron, remember. Was he, he the boss? No, no, he, no, no, no. He's Zach Efron's friend. Mm. Right? So the one that he who pretends to be his dad when he becomes 17. Oh, okay. Um, see, I, I can't remember that far back. Anyways, but, Tom Lennon plays a great dad. Well, I think Tom Lennon's hilarious. Well, he's in a lot of things. Reno 911. I was just going to say, but he's not playing a dad in Reno 911. No, he's playing a gay cop. <laughs> a normal cop. A normal cop. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, not that gay isn't normal. I mean, uh, d- d- a normal gay cop. Uh, just a cop that's wearing very short shorts. Uh, God, this hole's deep that we're digging. And canceled. <laughs> um, Yeah, Tom Lennon is, is hilarious in this film, and he has a weird set of baggage. I think the baggage is called uh, Daughter. Yes. Uh, honestly, this daughter is a handful or becomes a handful. This daughter becomes two handfuls. And more. Actually gains superpowers. More. This daughter literally bouncing off the walls. Um. Because first the baby gets high on pot. Yes. Then the baby gets high on cocaine. Yes. Then the baby takes ecstasy. Yes. And then we don't see the baby anymore. This baby... We don't, huh? We actually don't know what happens to the baby. After the baby takes ecstasy and is... With the lights, we don't actually see the baby ever again. Maybe the baby died because it was just uh, OD'd on all of those drugs. I mean, that's a very real answer. Oh, yeah, that's the most grounded answer, but I guess in this crazy movie... She's probably just the funnest eight-year-old in the world. This... uh... Man, this that movie baby was f- younger than eight. That baby was three. This, that baby looked newborn. Three or four. Super, that was not a newborn. That's yeah, an exaggeration. <laughs> Honestly, that, that baby actress is great. Hilarious. Great. The fact that she could make the facial expressions that she did and give like the finger. She, yeah, she was giving the finger. you know, not giving the finger, but the come here finger. For the people listening, yeah, like it's the finger where you're telling someone to mm, get get over here. Oh, is that what you call it? I call it something else. Oh, what do you call that? I uh, scratching the inside of my nose. Oh, really? You're, the inside of your nostril must be bleeding if you're hooking in that much. Anyway, I don't know. Fred, wanna... <laughs> Fred Claus. Fred Claus? Wrong fucking movie, uh, uh, dude. Uh, uh, jiggle All The Way? Oh, uh, Wrong movie again. Leprechaun. Uh, fat man. Let's talk about Amir. Amir. Uh, Adrian. Adrian is uh, replacement herald. Yeah. He's also funny. He's hilarious. But he's a little too wacky to be uh, Kumar's... Counterpart. It'd be like if I found somebody who was wackier than me. Yeah. Right. If suddenly I became the straight man in the relationship, and I'd be like, I can't. I I, I can't. Wouldn't that just throw off your dynamic? I don't like people who are bigger characters than me. Like it's. I need to be the biggest character. That's why, like my girl, I think. I think this is why my first girlfriend and I didn't work out. Because you guys both wanted to be big characters. We were just like. That's exactly why me and my last girlfriend didn't work out because we both like to have the the attention on. Right? I feel like a comedian or performer shouldn't date another person that's just as big as them. Can't share the spotlight, bro. No, come on. You got to be... Uh, you got to be... Get your own laughs, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get be, your own laughs. Be an introvert. Hide in the closet. No, don't hide. Be free. Come be, out of the closet. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, Amir is fixated on deflowering this woman. <laughs> At a party. But um, this woman has a problem where her father is the most feared man in New York City. The, a Ukrainian mob boss. Which is Sergey is his name? So specific, so specific. She she is fine as hell though. When she comes down during that party in like a white dress, she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. She's okay. This is why we work out. We got. Uh, you said a bit young. Yeah. Now you're making me seem weird. No, it's just like I don't like the uh, look. Mm. I don't know. You want milfs? <laughs> Not. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> you disgusted yourself there? No, I wasn't disgusted. I'm. I'm Every woman is beautiful. Every woman's beautiful. Um, anyways, Sergei is just there to add more tension to this film because as if the stakes weren't high enough, that Harold's trying to like save the family and Kumar's trying to like prove that he's worth anything. They also have to add the fact that like this Ukrainian mobster is also chasing them all throughout New York mm-hmm. and eventually catches them. Yep. But is saved by my favorite character in the entire film, Adrian. No. The baby. No. Who? Wafflebot. Wafflebot. Who is <laughs> How is Wafflebot not your favorite character in this film? Wafflebot came Waffle- out of the cut. Wafflebot who in the commercial in the first 2 minutes is making a kid cry. Yes. Like did you notice that in the commercial the kid is crying at yes. Wafflebot. He's dispensing fiery hot syrup uh hot off the griddle waffles. Yes. Uh, and then also has like a reoccurring role in the Neil Patrick Harris Christmas special. The Wafflebot does a whole little drummer boy special. That's right. Which is baddies. This movie is crazy. Honestly, you have to be super stoned because like it gets, it takes so many jumps and like ads and ads and builds and builds and builds. If you're not stoned, by the time Wafflebot is doing the little drummer boy, you're not gonna enjoy it. No, you gotta have to enjoy it to the max. It's it just escalates and escalates. Who knew Wafflebot? Like a Bot? good comedy. Yes, like a great comedy. Wafflebot was just this commercial that uh, Kumar was watching while he was hella high. And that could have been it. If that would have been it, Wafflebot still would have come up in this episode. I would have been satisfied. I still would be talking about Wafflebot. But this Wafflebot not only comes back two, three, four times, saves the day, saves the day, and is has the capabilities to develop emotions and affinity toward. Uh, uh, the, to tour to humans kumar. to kumar specifically man. i love you i love you and uh i like you too waffle bot <laughs> i like kumar every single time the robot's like i love you kumar's like yeah i i like you too Wafflebot." he is like uh kumar has weird commitment issues as we see with vanessa oh my god i am kumar oh you should get yourself a Wafflebot. i should try and grow a beard like I, kumar I, I am actively trying to grow a beard you know i've seen you rubbing your chin a lot because it's all like it's yeah it's, it's a, a subconscious thing. But it's also good, apparently, rubbing areas where you want to stimulate hair growth, like if you don't massage your scalp, if you wanted your hair to grow in certain spots, um, that's good. Apparently, it revives collagen. There you go. There you go. You look like a, you got an <laughs> OnlyFans there. Trying to make my nipple hair stronger. Except you were rubbing in a little too deep. Sorry, that was just for pleasure. That had nothing to do with what you were saying. Oh, hey, to your own, my friend. Um, How do you enjoy nipple stipulation? I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't. I don't like when women play with my nipples. I think it's... I don't like nips, That's dude. my job. Anti-nips here. You hate nips? I love Barbies. I like how Barbies look. Real nipples? Ugh. Wow. I'm kidding. I hope you know oh, I'm kidding, man. dude. I That was like... No, I, I mean, I did kind of but I also was hoping that that wasn't a joke where you where you're like things like yeah I actually I actually despise nipples what how crazy would it be if I had a Facebook group that was like anti-nip boobs no nipples boobs no nips Wow I I don't know how to recover from that one I'm so sorry that I threw you off course no it was my own doing <laughs> it was honestly like I I let us down that path and here I am usually I can take us out this is comedy, of dude. This I'm yes anding, man. I'm just You are. I'm hitting the ball right to you. And I'm I'm unfortunately caught in the bog. You're caught in the bog, dude. And maybe we should hit the ball back into the right court. Or we could talk about a movie. That too. Okay. That too. Um I mean, guys, it's Harold and Kumar. Yeah. It's also Harold and Kumar that was supposed to be in three D. Yeah. It's also supposed to be a Christmas film. Yeah. A bunch of cameos. This this is the funnest Christmas film we've done this month. Yeah. No, we've I'm, had a lot of good times and a lot of funny films, but this is legitimately like as even as much fun as Fat Man is, it gets pretty intense. This movie is lighthearted, a hundred percent way of the through. A hundred percent through As much away. as we say that as much as we say about films like turn this on in the background, this is definitely a film that you could turn on in the background. Look at it every now and then, just get a good laugh. But also, you gotta be high. (laughs) You gotta be, yeah, you know, like, get smoked out of your gourd for this one, because you gotta be on a different planet. They even go to White Castle in this movie. They do, and I do like how that's kind of a throwaway thing, because they're like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We got that bit out of the way in the entire first movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They get it so easily, too. Oddly enough, my dad is a big fan of Harold and Kumar really yeah my dad really enjoys these films and i remember like there's a couple of times where my, my dad will surprise me and be like i really like that movie I'm like really was he a you... fan of cheech and chong uh i think he was actually because i think the first time i was cheech and chong was with him so maybe it's this whole thing about the stoned duo my dad used to like cheech and chong he used to like their he used to listen to their records when they used to do comedy records oh that's nice and they had the whole bit of um my favorite cheech and chong bit was Chong's listening to records in his car, and his, or in, in his room, and his dad's knocking on the door, and he's like, "Hey, turn that shit off!" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, knocking on the door, he's like, "Who is it?" And it's like, I, I <laughs> is he like, uh, uh, your dad absolutely loved that. Yeah, my dad showed me all of those like comedy records, you know, Bob it's, Newhart and all that. It's crazy that my first introduction to Cheech Marin was <laughs> from <laughs> dusk till dawn. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Lion King the oh was he he's the hyena he's one of the hyenas i did not know that i did not even know that dude really i've always known cheech cheech has always been a mainstay in my family because he used to sing that song uh mexican americans don't like to get up early is that his is that his real voice because there's so much very much like how larry the cable guy that's not his real voice cheech yeah larry isn't even his real name um cheech's dad was a lapd and chong is canadian Man, so these are l- really just characters. I'm pretty sure Harold and Kumar are our generation's Cheech and Chong. Yeah, yeah. Not as successful. Yeah, but and a I'd little say more in, grounded. Stay in the say? same cultural state. I, I love to get back to Harold and Kumar. I do love their dynamic. Their dynamic. Like, John Cho, like I said, the movie doesn't pick up until they are together again, but that's because Kumar is just so out of this world, all super duper high, and John Cho is just trying to. Make his wife, his wife's dad happy, right? Yeah, just like the straight man. It's dr- it's great. I really enjoy the kind of like throwaway lines that they have in this film that are like meta jokes in them of this of itself. We've mm-hmm. already kind of touched on a few of them. Neil Patrick Harris's husband being in it is a meta joke. The meta joke of making fun of Kumar getting a job at the White House because Cal Penn actually worked for the Obama administration. Yeah, uh, John Cho being fucking. George Takei from Star Trek. Like, they make that joke because John Choi played that character when uh-huh. he was in the Star Trek films. As George Takei's character. That's right. And uh, what's the name of that? I don't know. Of Fox that Star, Star Trek movies? movie? Yeah. Of, of, his character, series? of his character. I have no clue. I don't know Star Trek well enough. Um, I you know? was, I was a, uh, DSN fan, Deep Space Nine Star Trek fan more than anything else. Really? Uh, not so much Next Generation because I wasn't really into it as much, but, uh, Deep Space Nine has its moments the the peak of my star trek knowledge only goes as far as like the newer films that have come out. We probably have a couple years. of the ori- like star trek 5, I think is the one where William Shatner swims with whales. <laughs> That's already a wild concept to me. Like 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. That that There's, low. There is some the, the one that uh, Leonard Nimoy directed is also really bad. He directed one himself? He did. He did. I think it was Star Trek 3. Wow. Uh, rest in peace Leonard. Nimoy. Dude, rest in peace. Live long and prosper. Yep, yep, yep. Um I ha- I I mean, I don't really have much to say. This is just a funny funny film. Um I I do like the the joke that Danny Trejo's family got killed by a Korean gang Korean gangsters and they're all different Don versions Toh- of John Cho. I Don Cho. I think it's It's so funny that the absurdity oh. of this comedy. You know what we forgot to talk about? After they take the eggnog at that party, they get drugged. They get drugged with the eggnog, and they're like, "Ah, I don't think there was anything in the eggnog. I just, I feel kind of weird. Maybe, maybe there's just a little bit. And then they come out of the elevator to exit the building, and when the elevator doors open, they are in claymation, full blown claymation, and it's epic. The- That's actually one of the funnier bits for sure yeah because when they're talking to uh what is it like an elf or something like that and then it cuts to what's actually happening and they're like just playing with some fat kid's cheeks yeah no they think it, uh it's a squirrel That's they're, what it they're is. playing they're petting the squirrel in a tree and they think that they're they're petting a real squirrel and it it's cuts just to like real just life. some fat kid some fat kid's cheeks you're just getting obliterated you ever get your cheeks obliterated? Oh uh, man, I just realized how bad that sentence sounded and I don't I I want to I want to take it back. Oh. Take it back a bit. I don't know what it means to get my cheeks obliterated and I don't want to know what it means because <laughs> the term <laughs> obliterate very bad <laughs> to someone's cheeks, even worse. Um I just realized what you're wearing yes i actually didn't really i just right now clocked what you were wearing the fact I, because i was like what is that green and red did what? you understand that this was a christmas sweater i do now but at the time you just thought like oh christy's just wearing like some crazy that's christian that's christian really look at this it's a full it's great blown reindeer with like a button nose it's it's rudolph i'm assuming it's a red nose it's very soft um i wore this last year for christmas Way to propagate the capitalistic agenda. Hey, man, take take my money, please. take my mugs, my money, Santa. Take my money, please. Yeah, I want to ask you, who would win in a fight, Kumar? Not between them two, oh, sorry, but probably Kumar. He's, he seems like he could scrap, um, and would probably be just—he wouldn't give a care because he's super high. Um, but my original question is, John Cho or Stephen Yoon? Because they are, and for you baddies that don't know who Steven Yeun is, it is Glenn from The Walking Dead. They could play the same characters. They, you know, they probably have shown up to many of the same auditions. The leading Asian man. Right? I don't know. Oh, man. I guess Steven Yeun would have been okay in Star Trek. Yeah. But I don't know if I could have taken John Cho seriously in Walking Dead. Because I have a tough time taking. Although, I, I was gonna say I have a tough time taking him seriously. Although I don't, I did watch that movie. I think it's called Search or the one that's like um, Search Party. You know what I'm talking about, the John Cho one, where it's like his daughter gets taken, and it's like all through a, a computer screen. No, clue. And it's like you're watching the computer screen. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but I know exactly what you're talking. That about. That movie's very, very interesting, and I don't know if Stephen Yen would have been able to do John is playing something that like I've never seen him. That's a level of acting from him that I've never seen before. I've I've always wanted to watch that. Where and and then to Stephen Yen's point, you know, Glenn's death is acting. On a, uh, such a different level. Sorry for the spoiler alert, but that happened years ago, so if you hadn't seen it yet... you find the show's gross now anyways. Yeah, it's not um, as good anymore. Also, did you see Stephen Yen when him and Conan O'Brien went to South Korea? No. They go to the border of South Korea and North Korea. <laughs> really? And they're both like standing there, and they're like, so you mean I can't walk right to the other side of this room? And they're like, yeah, no, don't go over to the other side of the room, because that's North Korea. It's in a room in which it's divided? Straight up. What? I got it. It's on Netflix, Conan Without Borders. Check it out! It's hilarious. Show. Oh, that's so funny. That one, the South Korea and the it's Italy episode, are the best ones. You know, I will say that maybe we can't imagine John Cho as Glenn in The Walking Dead, or wouldn't have taken him seriously, because we know him as Harold, as opposed to Stephen Yun. We didn't know him from much else or anything else at the time. He was just this Asian actor. But we've seen we've seen Stephen Yun do comedy. Yes. And he does it very well, but I, but maybe he does comedy so well because we're so used to seeing him in drama. Here, my question and John is: John Cho does drama so well because we're so used to seeing him in comedy. Is it easier to transition from being a comedic actor into a dramatic actor, or from a dramatic actor into a comedic actor? The latter. Is it's easier? It's easier to be a dramatic actor to go to comedy because if you're a comedian, people will never take you seriously. Yeah, but if you're a dramatic actor and you can make people laugh, then they will think you have you're multifaceted. You know what's odd about that is that. You know, in taking some acting classes in community college, I've been told time and time again that uh, comedy is just drama with timing, right? And that comedy is difficult. I've never heard it like that, but because timing is, it's a skill that it's everything. It's almost everything. It's a skill that hopefully you're born with. It's hard to, it's hard to learn. It's something easier if you had already known it, right? Just growing up like a funny person, you understand like when to like hold and like when to come in for like certain things. But like if you've only known dramatic acting and don't understand that like a, a pause that is consisted of a few milliseconds can make or break it for a laugh. Totally. Um, however, Liam Neeson as a dramatic actor doing comedy, some of my favorite shit. Uh, him in A million or a Thousand Ways to Die in the West. I haven't seen it. Seth MacFarlane's Western. Have the only reason why Liam Neeson is in that movie is because they made fun of him on Family Guy, of him being like in a western. Really? Yeah. And he was just like, "I'm on board." He's like, "I'll do it." You know, I'm all about these like serious actors being not down taking for the themselves joke. too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Where Stephen Yen, I think, can handle it, whereas I think John Cho takes himself very seriously. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I think his characters are funny, but I wonder if he is as a person that funny. Oh, I don't know. Because right? I, I don't know if Cal Penn is actually this funny in real life. Because Kumar is not at all who he is in real life. I've heard Will Ferrell being the comedic legend that he is. I hear, so obviously he's amazing in movies and in, on set and whatnot. But as a person, I hear he's actually much quieter. Mm. And like a little more introverted than you would actually think. And I've not as he, funny. I've heard he's not too nice um, to like extras and people on set. I've heard he's actually not the best person on set. That's rough for me to hear. I've heard a couple of different people tell me, um, and I've read one or two interviews online that were a little disheartening on Will Ferrell's uh, on-set acting. You know, I need to know the context behind that stuff because, you know, for a long time, a lot of people were saying, Seth Rogen's a fucking asshole. Like, look at this clip of him flipping off this uh, paparazzi that was a fan. And you look at the clip, right? And it's because this paparazzi literally coming at his face when he's just trying to like get to his car from sure. getting like, a cup of coffee. Yeah, I don't know if—some um, people I don't believe. I don't know if I could ever see a bad bone in Seth Rogen's body, but uh, I've seen Tobey Maguire scream at paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And that guy's got a deep banger. I mean, he was a—that's rough because he was a child actor. He was one of the— And that's why I think he had—but so was Seth Rogen. Seth mm. Rogen was in Freaks and Geeks and stuff at 17, 16. Yeah, young, young. Got his success very early on. You know who else was a child star? Who? Neil Patrick Harris. That's right. Doogie Hauser. Way to bring it back. Thank you. Hey, I'm a professional. Um, did you ever watch Doogie Hauser? No. Such a funny show. No. Because he's a kid who's like a genius like a doctor. He's a surgeon. Um, but every episode ends with him like, doing a journal entry and they made a joke about that in How I Met Your Mother episode where Barney's like finishing the ep- finishing the episode writing in the journal and they have the Doogie Howser theme playing. Wow another callback to I like these um, meta jokes. Meta jokes. I'm all about meta jokes. Yeah I think with this movie they're able to make the this amount of meta jokes because it's the third installment in this franchise. It's bonkers. They have almost nothing to lose and everything to gain. You totally. know these characters already. Let's just make the craziest you jokes. You know the game. Yeah. Uh, it's like in... Uh, I found in like the later Roger Moore films for James Bond, they were like, yeah, we know Bond's getting kind of silly, so let's like... Uh, Give him uh ski guns. Let's double d- let's give him all of these weapons that make no sense. That he'll literally only use once in like a very specific like use of it. But hey, it'll help. Can you imagine spending millions of dollars on this like pen, gun, a this- pen pen grenade? Yes, a pen grenade that after it blows up, that's it. Millions of dollars. You gotta hope the bad guy likes clicking pens because other than that, if he's a pencil person, you're <laughs> you're out of luck. Good luck, baby. Yeah, he's the new Fidel. We can't kill that motherfucker. Sorry, he's a, he's out of our grasp. Um, I, I I I'm struggling finding things to say, not because I don't know what to say, but because this movie truly does speak for itself. Yeah, I mean, if we just keep on talking, we're just gonna keep talking about this funny moment, this funny moment, which we could keep talking about, but it's it's something that you should just throw on. It's very it'll put you. In that Christmas mood, honestly. It'll put you in a laughing mood. I don't know if this is the most Christmassy film we've ever done. No. But it is definitely one of the funnier films we've done. Definitely. Legitimately laugh out loud yeah yeah I mean don't take it don't take yourself too seriously you're watching Harold and Kumar they shoot Santa in the face out of the sky they shoot uh, and then when Harold is explaining that to Danny Trejo he's like yeah I shot Santa by the way Santa's real I shot him in the head very throwaway very throwaway (laughs) it's like that's the movie him trying to explain to the family that could be a whole three-hour movie and the whole test of this movie is that Danny Trejo just wanted to see that he could stand up for himself of course. That's also by John Cho saying, "Hey, I didn't ruin your Christmas, dude. You ruined my Christmas, and this is what I had to go through." And he just listed all out. And then Danny Trey was like, "This is what I want. My daughter needs something more than a good man, but needs a strong man like you." You're like John Cho. I love John Cho. I am like John Cho, or yeah, I like John. You Cho. are. Really? Yeah. I like that. Thank you. It's easy to tell who's who in this film. I knew right off the bat that I was Kumar and you were Harold. Super easy, dude. Just, you know. that's. I think this is uh, a tentpole of ICBTB, us saying, like, I'm this person and you're that person. Especially oh, yeah. in these duo comedies, these buddy of comedies. Well, because we're two-handers, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, you have a best person on set award? Ooh, it's probably going to have to go to Neil Patrick Harris, honestly. As much as it could go to Harold or Kumar, they it's a given that they're great. You know, mine, mine goes to Danny Trejo. Oh, really? Danny has maybe 30 lines in the whole film. Not many. But is making the most of his little morsels of screen time. Yeah. Danny Trejo is such a crazy, interesting person. Watching him do a comedy, a so over-the-top comedy like this, uh, is it's just great to see him flex his power for someone so scary it's nice to see someone not take themselves seriously yes i mean look at his repertoire fucking machete shout out uh real buzz crew just did an episode on machete kills check out out yeah check that out um but yeah he does great films and once upon a time in mexico and spy kids and what else he does a, he does a lot he, he honestly a bunch of like B-films. He's always the bad guy with the machete. Mm-hmm. The fool's getting old, though. I'm pretty sure he's like in his 70s. But he looks the same. Yeah. He doesn't age, man. I, I do love his prison tattoos. Yeah. His rise to fame is such an incredible rise to fame. I mean, the fact that he spent how many years in prison? before he, A long time. He came out, turned his life around, got into acting because he looked a certain way, and it he just was, worked yeah, out. He was just on set being a, not even an extra. He was, like, doing day labor. Wow. And uh, they are like, we like your look. We want you to be in it. And he was like, oh, okay, sure. As cool as those stories are, it is also kind of... Frustrating. Exactly. Because it's like, why can't I be that? How come I can't look like him? Uh, You know how Harrison Ford got his audition for uh, Han Solo? Wasn't he... He wasn't necessarily an extra. He was just on... He was, like, a carpenter there. And they he asked was, him to do a cold read because someone was missing? He was building cabinets for George Lucas. That's what it was, man. That And was he trying to be an actor at that time? He was already an actor. In fact, he was trying to get an audition for Indiana Jones. Mm. But in order to get into Indiana Jones, he had to do audition for the producer, George Lucas, for his other stupid film, some space-age shit called Star Wars. Uh-huh. I think actually at the time it was called The Adventure of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. The Adventure of Luke Sky The Adventure of Luke Starkiller. Uh-huh. was the original name of it. And weren't they really trying to spearhead Star Wars because they're trying to make money not only from the film, but mainly from the merchandise that it would create, right? They didn't realize how big the merch was until after the first three came out. That's um. that's why he, Lucas didn't make the prequels until he got the rights to the toys back. Oh. Because he lost out on literally billions of dollars kids from the toy toys. rights. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow, so that worked out for Harrison Ford. That's really like the... Pieces of the puzzle just falling in the right places. Um, you know, luck is opportunity and hard work put together. Damn, dude. Wow. Good for him. Uh, you have a best... Oh, you said you gave it to Danny You're Trejo. not even listening. I am listening, dude. Would you like to rate this film? I would love to rate this film. That's a solid four out of five for me. It's bonkers, bonkers good way. I'm giving it a one. Whoa! It can be that bad, but that does not mean it's not fun. That does not mean it's not an enjoyable film. It is just also legitimately a bad movie yeah it's whoa that's it's crazy it's forced 3d it's a formulaic plot it's stupid dumb stoner comedy it's harold and kumar but that does not mean you shouldn't watch it that does not mean you shouldn't appreciate the time and effort that went into it it's just just know what you're getting into wow just know what it's about you're making me rethink what does this spectrum mean to me does it mean that i enjoyed it or are we really trying to critique it as if it's like as if we're critics? Wow, interesting. One out of five. Are we not are we not critics? No, you know what I mean. Like, um We are critics, Christian. We, we have, have a podcast show in which we critique films, specifically low rated films. Interesting. Hmm. Well, like critiquing it from like a cinematography point. Like not which a cinematography we do, point. Which yes, we do. we do. We do all of this. We now- break it down so deep. Just to, what, throw away at the ratings? Maybe my spectrum is just different than you. Okay, I have to rethink my spectrum. Because now I'm just, like, rating things based off, like, yeah, I liked it. No, I don't know. Wow, you've turned my world upside down. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, my friend. Merry Christmas, baddies. Um, it's not too late to get your ICBTB merch, icbtb.com. Or, if you like to spell things out, it can't be that can'tbethatbad.com. That's right. Both work. Um... We are literally out of the raspberry cheesecake or Don't bring berries it up. and cream. Don't bring it up then. Oh, okay. I won't bring it up. But we still have our coffee and cream shirt. Coffee and cream. We have our crop tops. Yep. We got stickers. Yep. We got kisses. That, if you buy it, we'll ship it to you. It'll it'll be there by next week. Um, but come January 2021, we have some new fun stuff hopefully coming out. Yes, we will definitely have be some stuff. Be working on it. Yeah, and we... <laughs> Uh, we'll be coming out with a live, uh, live something at some point in the future. We don't know when yet, but just stay tuned. Yes, we are. Right? I guess so. We don't know the details yet, but ambiguity makes people excited. Uh, My name is Alejandro, and you can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. And my name is Christian, and you can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. And you can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to leave us an email at ICBTB Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast. Yep, on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow us on Spotify. Write us a letter, send us an email. Yeah. Do um, do everything you can to spread Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I know Hanukkah's over already. Yep. But uh, I hope you had a happy ha- uh, Kwanzaa Jews. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas Christians. Yes. I hope you had a good Xmas atheists. I hope you had a good Kwanzaa um, African Americans. And I hope you have a great Friday for you Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> oh, damn. Right? We got a whole list to start off with. I hope you have a good Christmas Mormons. I hope you have a good Christmas <laughs> Baptists. I hope you have a good Christmas Protestants. Merry I Christmas. Have... Check us out on YouTube I if you haven't yet. I hope you, you have a good yet. Christmas Rastafarians. Oh, can't be that bad. Oh, we 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 can't be that bad.